You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, the SEC is going to allow immediate eligibility for interconference transfers. That was just decided officially yesterday. What that means across the conference, we'll discuss. And SEC regionals getting underway today. We will run through the game slate, tell you how to watch. We'll also hear some audio from some of the guys who will be on the call this weekend, including Tom Hart, Ben McDonald, and Kyle Peterson. That's coming up in segment two. And lastly, we will go around the conference as LSU is replacing their O-line coach, a couple of Tennessee players returned from suspension, and much, much more around the football landscape. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out. And a reminder, we're down to uh, three days a week instead of the regular five. We're in our normal off-season, but uh, we will ramp back up to five days a week once we get closer to college football season all right let's jump into it. we got so much to discuss and we start with the news coming out from the sec late yesterday evening in birmingham the sec announced it will allow immediate eligibility for intra-conference transfers following a vote by the sec's presidents and chancellors the change in policy which takes effect immediately will better align with ncaa legislation that was adopted back in april that established a universal one-time transfer opportunity applicable to student-athletes across all sports. As a result of the SEC's new policy, student-athletes who transfer directly within the conference will no longer be required to serve that automatic year in residence, as they call it, or let's just say, sit out a year. Uh, Greg Sankey said, quote, this is an important measure to further support student-athletes across the SEC while maintaining the expectation that coaches and others avoid improper recruiting This change will ensure that student-athletes who enroll at an SEC member institution will enjoy the flexibility afforded to other student-athletes across the country. In order to gain immediate eligibility, a student-athlete will need to declare his or her intent to transfer by February 1st for fall sports, May 1st for winter sports, and July 1st for spring sports. NCAA rules include similar deadlines, except the NCAA deadline for fall sports is May 1st. The SEC has established a deadline for declaring an intention to transfer in fall sports as February 1st, Greg Sankey said. So, all that basically means is a lot of these players that have already transferred to other SEC schools, I guess there was some uh, thought that they may not be immediately eligible or eligible to play this year, but it's all but confirmed now. Uh, Now, the flip side of it is you still have to be in good academic standing. And I think that's one of the questions on Eric Gilbert, who transferred from LSU to Georgia. A big get for Kirby Smart and company in Georgia, but they just need to make sure he takes care of the great situation and uh, he's ready to go on that end. And the same applies to a lot of kids across the SEC. Uh, If your grades are not good, you're not going to be eligible to play. You're going to have to take care of those kind of things. So anyway, big deal. We suspected it was going to happen, and it now officially does. So... It'll be fun to uh, see a lot of the big names moving around the conference. A lot of guys going from one SEC school to another, um, shifting around. All right, tonight the college baseball regionals get underway. I should say this afternoon, 
depending on what time you are listening to this. But let's jump into it. If you're uh, taking off of work today or hitting an early lunch break, you want to catch some of the games. First off, out of the gates today, 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern, over in the Columbia Regional. Keep in mind, it's in South Carolina, but they are not the top seed there. Old Dominion is. But Virginia will play South Carolina coming up at noon Eastern today on ESPN2. So that one will be televised. Also, the Gainesville Regional will be televised early today, 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. It'll be South Florida versus Florida over in Gainesville on the SEC Network. So a couple of the early games later this afternoon, a handful of games at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. We start in the Fayetteville Regional where it will be NJIT versus top-seeded Arkansas. That game will be streaming, CSPN3 only, so not on any of the big networks. You'll have to get to your smart TV or mobile device, tablet, whatever. Also, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN3 as well, streaming over in the Ruston Regional in northern Louisiana. It'll be Alabama versus NC State. That one should be a real good one. Alabama with a tough challenge there. And also, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern in the Starkville Regional, It'll be Samford taking on number seven, Mississippi State. That one streaming on ESPN3. Later this evening, 6 p.m., or rather 5 p.m. Central, 6 Eastern, over in the Knoxville Regional, we will get Wright State versus number three, Tennessee. That one streaming on ESPN3. And then an hour later, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern in the Nashville Regional. It'll be Vanderbilt versus Presbyterian. That will air on SEC Network, so you'll be able to watch that on your TV. It'll be fun to see Tim Corbin going against his former school. Uh, then an hour later in the Oxford Regional, 7 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Southeast Missouri State versus number 12 Ole Miss. That game will stream on ESPN3. Tom Hart and Kyle Peterson on the broadcast there. And then the late night game tonight, 9 Central, 10 Eastern, out in Eugene, Oregon. It will be Clay Matvick and Ben McDonald on the call as LSU takes on Gonzaga. That'll be on ESPNU. Paul Maneri with one last go at it before he officially hangs it up. I know a lot of people will be rooting on the LSU Tigers to see if they can keep their postseason alive and keep uh, Coach Maneri's career alive for maybe another week or so. So there you have it. All the games coming up this evening and this afternoon. It'll be a lot of fun to watch all these games, but also make sure you uh, ensure you got your Watch ESPN app ready to go or ESPN3.com or however you stream your games these days on your tablets or mobile devices, whatever. But it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Tons of SEC action. When we return, we'll hear from some of those broadcasters, including Tom Hart, Ben McDonald, and Kyle Peterson. That's next. Quick minute here for a company called Made In. Made In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup price. Made In products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly, can easily go from the stovetop to the oven, and their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, so they say stay sharp. If 28,000 five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs and Michelin-starred restaurants across the world. Made in better cookware for better better meals. And right now, 
Maiden is offering our listeners 15% on your first off your first order with the promo code locked on. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Go to maidencookware.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's maidencookware.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on. I'll tell you right now, got one of the pans just a couple of weeks ago, and my wife have, and I have been cooking on it uh, nonstop. I like to scramble eggs on the weekend. We do breakfast, and the thing I can't stand more than anything is when the residue from the eggs sticks to the pan, not with made-in cookware. Uh, No stick on the pan was able to wipe it down very easily, and boom, we were on to cooking again with it. So uh, very easy to clean, very easy to use, non-stick. I recommend made-in cookware. Go check them out, madeincookware.com slash locked on. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog, very easy to navigate and quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose from the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com, always reliably low. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts at some of these stores around town? Go to RockAuto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Taking that summer trip, get what you need right now at rockauto.com. Run along here, locked on SEC, getting you guys set for a uh, big weekend of regionals across the SEC in going to be a lot of fun a lot of good baseball the sec was the premier conference for much of the year and uh, going to be fun to see them in action tonight i wanted to get to some audio as i was listening to some of the podcasts and shows from across the sec and uh, some of the baseball analysts who will be on the call for a lot of the games this weekend talking about it on the sister stations across the uh, sec uh, talking all things sec baseball so we'll start with tom hart from the SEC Network and ESPN, he was on Jocks FM in Birmingham with the guys out there, and he said he caught up with some scouts uh, who had just left the ACC tourney and just said, hey, the player, the talent level, very different going from the ACC to the SEC. We were hanging out with some scouts on uh, Saturday night who had just been at the ACC tournament, and unsolicited, they said they couldn't believe the talent difference, and the scout held his and, and by the way, these are guys that have championship rings. I mean, this dude is wearing a, a ring, you know, the size of a, of a Coke can. And he said, here's the talent level in the SEC. And he took his left hand and he reached as far above his head as he could. And he said, now let's compare it to the talent level in the ACC. And he took his right hand and he put it as close to the floor as possible. Um, so that disparity, I think, I think the committee really took to heart, especially since the ACC got plenty of teams in. They just didn't get the national seats because they don't believe that they have the same talent level as where the SEC is now. That again on uh, Jocks FM, Tom Hart talking about the uh, little bit of talent discrepancy. The SEC just super loaded. A couple more from Tom Hart. He was asked about uh, Bama getting in and Georgia not getting in. I thought, honestly, that there was only room for one of them. Um, So Alabama's strength of schedule was – 
was the difference maker, number two strength of schedule in the country last time I checked, I think only behind Arkansas. Um, when you play in the West, in, in the SEC West, you face great programs every weekend, and you don't usually have a, a weekend off. So I, I really did think there was only room for one, and Georgia wasn't playing great baseball down the stretch. Alabama winning a couple games, and Hoover certainly helped. And just one more from uh, Tom Hart on Jocks FM in Birmingham. He was asked, which SEC teams got the toughest draws this weekend? I think Florida getting Miami in their regional is is pretty tough. Miami's been up and down, and as we said already, the, the ACC has been up and down. But they met to start the season, and Miami won that series rather comfortably. So um, I think... I, I don't think it was necessarily fair to Arkansas that they sent the Big Ten champs to them. Uh, Arkansas should have gotten a little bit more leeway as the number one overall national seed. But the other two teams there, New Jersey Tech and Northeastern, are probably not much of a, you know, probably not too much stress in that regard. Um, people will tell you that, that Tennessee's is really tough and Duke is red hot. I think Duke has won 12 in a row and Wright State has good pitching and they'll throw an ace that first game. I don't honestly know enough about Wright State, and to me, Liberty has kind of fattened up on a on a light schedule. So I would say that about um, about Knoxville. I thought Vanderbilt got a very fair schedule, and um, I think I think what would be tough is you know Ole Miss gets a one seed that a tw- number twelve overall seed. Southern Miss is going to infiltrate as best they can that stadium. They're going to have a ton of fans there. Florida State is going to bring a ton of dudes, a ton of fans, including the, the national home run leader. Those are your two and three seeds. So for a team in, at Ole Miss that's it's missing some key players, including their ace, that might be a tall task for them. Continuing on with some audio, uh, Ben McDonald, he'll be on the call for LSU. He appeared on a 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge with our buddy Matt Mascona, who's also the host of Locked on LSU. And he asked Ben about how do they do the whole regional broadcast assignments? Because, you know, Ben's a former LSU Tiger, kind of just lucked out getting the LSU Tigers, albeit it'll be a late one later on tonight. Here was Ben McDonald on 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge. Obviously, we don't pick them. The ESPN picks the who you're going to be with and where you're going to go. You know, you can always try to encourage sometimes. I'll, I'll make a, a text out occasionally where I'd like to go, but it doesn't always work out. Of course, we aren't traveling. We're doing it from home, so nobody's going anywhere mm-hmm. this weekend. There's hope to go for Super Regionals next weekend, but this weekend we just kind of get a mass email of, of who we're working with and where we're going. I work with Clay a good bit. I always like uh, Clay and working with Clay, and so – I'm excited about the Eugene. I'm not excited about staying up late, but hey, that's part of it. Uh, gonna be you know a little time change, and we hope we don't get any rain delays out that way, or we can be up really late. But it's an exciting regional. Obviously, the last run with Paul Maneri and his group is going to be fun, and, and you hope there's some magic left for LSU. Kind of what what they did for Mike Martin and Florida State yet a couple of years ago. Remember that very similar situation where Florida State just kind of eked in that thing and made an incredible run in Mike Martin's last year. So you hope that's going to be the case for LSU that again uh ben mcdonald uh one more kyle peterson he appeared on 1037 the buzz up in arkansas and he was asked to kind of break down his thoughts on the fayetteville regional number one seed arkansas how tough their draw is yeah i mean you know you get the the dbh will bolt storyline which i think is pretty cool um you know the, i live in omaha and so the, 
<laughs> the media was not terribly excited that Nebraska won the Big Ten and was going to play the number one team in the country. But Nebraska's good. They're complete. They really are. I mean, they've got a two-way guy, Spencer Schwellenbach, who was the Big Ten player of the year. Shortstop comes in and closes. It's been a, as high as 99. Um, he's one that the, the pro guys are trying to figure out if, if he's a hitter, if he's a pitcher when he gets into pro ball. But when you look at Nebraska's lineup, it's, it's pretty complete top to bottom. They don't walk a lot of guys. They really defend. They're fielding above 980 as a club. So it's it's a good team. Northeastern, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of them. It's more what other people have told me. And people that have seen them have said, this is this is a real ball club. Um, and then, you know, NGIT, i I, I got to be honest with you, I really don't know much about them at all. I know the way they got in was interesting. But um, at any rate, I, I, it feels like Nebraska and Northeastern are the two that could potentially give Arkansas issues. That again, uh, Kyle Peterson. Of course, you can hear all those guys, Ben McDonald, Kyle Peterson, Tom Hart, on a lot of the SEC games all this weekend. All right, coming up next, we will go around the conference as uh, some news out of Georgia, LSU, Auburn, and much more. That's all next. Got to remind you guys, Built Bar is still the best-tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know the Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus some occasional limited-time flavors. But when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites, whether it's the raspberry, the cherry, the mint brownie, the double chocolate, tons of great flavors. And I can tell you guys right now, if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their nine delicious flavors, and you'll find which one you like the most. That's the best way to go if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and order today. And look, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they are healthy as well. Most of their flavors are packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. How could you go wrong? Go check them out today at BuiltBar.com. And when you find something you like, and I know you will, use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Rock and rolling here on Locked on SEC, getting you guys set for a loaded weekend with all the regionals going on across the SEC. Nine different teams in action, and will they all advance? Of course, Alabama and LSU, not number one seeds or host sites. South Carolina, not a one seed, but they are a host site. But uh, will they all advance? Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, tons of chances for the SEC to continue their dominance and uh, really flex on everybody in advance past this weekend. We'll uh, recap it all for you on Monday, but for now, let's jump into it. Uh, tons of football stuff to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. All right, we start in Athens, where we told you guys on Wednesday's show, we talked about Eric Gilbert, the former five-star tight end transferring from LSU to Georgia and they're going to slide him over to play wide receiver. Uh, we neglected to mention that Georgia's also bringing in a former first team all ACC selection from Clemson. Former Clemson starting cornerback Darian Kendrick. He is on his way to Athens to join the Bulldog program and not only is he an elite performer, he fills the biggest position of need on Georgia's roster as they lost five veteran cornerbacks this past offseason. But the reason Kendrick is available and not playing for Clemson, Dabo Sweeney's program dismissed him from the team back in February. He was named first-team All-ACC last year 
had 20 tackles, six pass breakups, a sack, an interception, and a fumble recovery, and was named a second-team All-ACC selection in 2019. Of course, Georgia and Clemson will meet in the season opener in Charlotte. This news will only add to the anticipation of that great matchup. Kendrick is the third defensive back to transfer to Georgia this offseason, joining former West Virginia All-American Tyke Smith and former Alabama defender Brandon Turnage. Over at LSU, Coach O is looking to fill a position on his coaching staff as they issued a brief release on Wednesday announcing the departure of former offensive line coach James Craig. In the statement, Ogeron said he will immediately begin a national search for Craig's replacement. James Craig joined LSU back in December 2017. Spent four years in the NFL prior to that. Craig, who played offensive line at Colorado State, he's been coaching since 1997. But uh, he was... Part of that team in 2019 that won the national championship and won the award for best offensive line in the country. So we'll see if uh, LSU is able to find a coach as good as James Craig. One other note from LSU. They will have a a departure in the running backs room. Redshirt freshman Cavantre Bradford has entered the NCAA transfer portal. News was reported by 24-7 Sports. The Tigers still have Tyrion Davis-Price and John Emery returning this season. They were the two top rushers on the team last year but uh, Bradford did come to Baton Rouge as a four-star prospect during his true freshman year he rushed the ball for a total of 10 times for 58 yards last year over in Knoxville the Tennessee Vols they suspended four players for the spring following an off the field incident and of that group it included Isaac Washington and Martavius French they have both since left the volunteers program but Caden Salter and Aaron Willis they are still around and now they are reportedly back with the team as Rocky Top Insider reported that their suspensions have been lifted Willis will be expected to compete for playing time at linebacker this fall meanwhile Salter will join a quarterback room that already is loaded with Michigan transfer Joe Milton Virginia Tech transfer Hendon Hooker and incumbent Harrison Bailey so we'll see uh, those guys are able to earn roles this fall Over in Lexington, Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops once again has a full staff. It's been a busy offseason as Kentucky had five coaching changes that occurred since the end of last football season, but that staff is now complete once again following the hire of Chris Collins as the new DB's coach in Lexington. Collins previously served as safeties coach and recruiting coordinator at Georgia State. Mark Stoops issued a statement saying, going through the hiring process for this job, I talked to several candidates, but each time I talked to Chris Collins, I came away more and more impressed with him. He brings great energy and enthusiasm to the staff. Very excited to have him on board. One other note from Kentucky, John Schlarman may be gone, but never forgotten in Lexington. The program's longtime offensive line coach died last year at the age of 45 following a long bout against cancer. And one Kentucky fan has come up with a way to honor the former O-line coach. Schlarman coached Kentucky's offensive line throughout the entire Mark Stoops era. But this offseason, Kentucky hired away former South Carolina assistant coach Eric Walford to be the new O-line coach. But Kentucky fan John Harrelson has started a position with the goal of having the wall surrounding the playing field at Kroger Field named Big Blue Wall, which is the nickname Schlarman gave to his O-line group in Lexington. We'll see if they're able to get that done. Over at Auburn, Coach Brian Harson reportedly adding an experienced coach to his staff. According to football scoop Rock Bellatoni, will join Harson's Auburn staff as an analyst. Bellatoni has been in coaching since the 1990s. 
His first gig was in the high school ranks. In 95, he made the jump to college. Last year, he joined the Utah State staff as a special teams coordinator and tight ends coach, but recent stints have included Washington State, Buffalo, FAU, and Villanova. So a very experienced mind to join Brian Harson's staff as an analyst. Former Alabama defensive back Scooby Carter announced this week his transfer commitment to Arkansas State, reuniting him with Butch Jones. Carter was considered a big get in the 2019 class for Alabama with 23 scholarship offers coming out of the state of Texas. He was rated the number nine corner in the country. He entered the transfer portal in 2019 after being suspended. He then withdrew his name in 2020, but re-entered again a few months later. He landed at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College and Jones uh, is entering his first season, or Butch Jones entering his first season as Arkansas State head coach. So Scooby Carter going to come in there and try to help out that secondary. Two months after jumping into the transfer portal, former Texas A&M D lineman Josh Rogers has found a new home. The uh, Houston, Texas native signed with the Aggies during the 2017 recruiting cycle. On Tuesday night, Rogers announced he will be continuing his college career at Buffalo and will be immediately eligible. Over Georgia, Darren Branch's time has been very interesting, but the Louisiana native is no longer a member of the Georgia program. He appeared in two games last season, left the Georgia program, was not listed on the G-Day spring game roster. He is also not currently listed on the team's official roster, but he previously left Georgia leading up to the start of the 2020 season. His high school recruitment also featured some drama as he committed to Ole Miss in November 2019 only to decommit during National Signing Day and signed with the Georgia Bulldogs. He was rated as a three-star prospect, so he will be on the move. And just a couple more notes. Former Auburn wide receiver Eli Stove suffered a major setback as Matt Zenitz at AL.com reported that Stove learned he has a torn ACL. He's now been waived by the Los Angeles Chargers, who had signed him as an undrafted free agent last month. So a tough go for Stove, who dealt with an ACL injury back in 2018. But in his five years at Auburn, he played 52 games. was very productive. And one more note during a recent appearance on Bussin' with the Boys podcast, Johnny Manziel claims he was paid $3,000 to sign around 10,000 autographs. That math comes out to 30 cents per autograph if Manziel is accurately describing what occurred during that exchange. But during the interview, the Aggie legend notes that he never took any money until after he won the Heisman Trophy. So there you have it. Won't have to worry about that very soon with the name, image, and likeness stuff coming to uh, coming around. But uh, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. Going to be a fun weekend sitting around the house watching a ton of SEC baseball. And, of course, a couple of teams still left in the softball Super Regionals. But uh, really looking forward to it. Going to be some great baseball this weekend. Going to be getting that uh, streaming going on my tablets, laptops, and on the TV. So I'll be bouncing around. We'll recap it for you all coming up on Monday right here on Locked on SEC. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you then.